This is Gemar Nivamis Dav Chov Dalit. All learning should be incredible. So for Shlomo Shal Yisrael and your faith, the Shmuel Ben Tilim, the Talmud Yisrael class, and the Chama Basriva, Bashiva Fego Basishira Chana, Besoyshar Choli Yisrael, as well as Choshinuch for Yechav Mimur Baschaya Pesli. You saw Chaim in the verse on Limitless Yisab Ovi Ben Tali. Shema Ben Chaya Chaya No Bas Nechama. They should all find the Shira Chagayin Bekarayv, and we pick it up. On the bottom of Chov Gimel Amid Beis, in the middle of the lengthy discussion in which we have someone who married one of two women, he does not know which one he married, and there's two resulting din, dinim that we learned in the Mishnah on the top of the Amid. One resulting din, said the Mishnah, is that he has to divorce them, he can't be with either one, because he doesn't know which one he's married to, so he has to divorce both. The second din was, if he dies and he leaves over a brother, how does Gibam and Chalitza happen? So if it's only one brother, we said he must do Chalitza to both. If it's two brothers and one could do Chalitza first, then the second could do Yibam. And then we basically took that case, that model, and then we transposed it into a case in which it doubled, and then we then then we transposed into a case in which it doubled that there were two people, there was A and there was B, and A is married, potentially, we're not sure, to two sisters, B is potentially married, to not sure, to two sisters, and A and B either have to both give gain, or if A and B die, and they leave over these two potential wives, two, two brothers, Shimon and Levi, or B and C, A, B, C, A, B, C, we have two halves of the side over here, we have three people, that are brothers and they're not related to each other and each one leaves over two potential Suffolk wives, so one of them is dead, so now we have two left, one does Chalitza to the other one, and then the other does Yibam. So says the Gemara, Lezesh Naim, Lezesh Naim, Ha, Su, Lamali, three lines to the bottom, why do we need this? Hainu Hach, again, it's the exact same case, it's just doubling the same case in the Mishnah. Explains the Gemara, You would think that maybe this case that we should make a that you're not allowed to do Yibam, why not? Even after there was a Chalitza done, why not? Because maybe one will come to do Yibam without Chalitza, Kamash one. And interesting, Havamina, this really points out and brings to light the Havamina from yesterday, we a little bit ran over at the end of this year, that the Gemara said we should have a Havamina that maybe in one, in the case of a singular person, if you look up four lines, the Gemara said we would have a Havamina that maybe in the case of one brother, he might come to do Yibam, and people are wondering, like, what's the Havim? I mean, it's a different case. One brother, Chalitza, two brothers, one could do Yibam, one could do Chalitza, and it, the same thing over here, but that's what the Gemara says, the Havim, you know, this will be flushed out in a moment. But the Gemara says, the Havim, you know, is Domo Miyabim, Beloy Chalitza, they were afraid that maybe one of them will come to Yibam without Chalitza, Kamashlan, that's what we have to say in this case. Asks the Gemara, Maishnam, how is this any different from the following Mishnah? Arba Acham, you have four brothers, Shleimim, Nesuyin, Shleimim, Two of them are married to two sisters, Umesu, and they die. Hanisu and Ezahachayos, the ones that were married to the sisters, are Nifter. So then the ones that are left over have to Chalitza and cannot be do Yibam. So says the Gemara, I don't understand why in this case they both have to Chalitza. Whereas in our Mishnah, one did Chalitza, one did Yibam. Says the Gemara, Hachi Ashto. Think for a moment. There's no comparison. Awesome over there. You turn off the Chabdalim and Halif. If you hold Yesh Zika, then there's a connection to both of them that there's two sisters that you're connected to and then you can't do anything. 
Whereas in our case, our case is a suffix. Let's not forget, in our case, we don't know which one they were married to. So in our case, once you do chalitza to one, you could do chalitza to the other. And the Mishnah finished and said, If both brothers went and married the sisters, we allowed them to stay married. Explains the Gemara, four lines down, Tani even if they're both koyhanim, we still allow them to stay married. My time, chalutza derabanani, because the din that chalutza is also to a koyin is a din derabanan. V'safik chalutza l'gaz derabanan again. The whole case of the mission is a din and a safik. So sabe chalutza. We do not make it here, Darabonin. Chalutza Darabonini? Really? Is this whole entity that a chalutza being ushered to a coin is a din Darabonin? Vatania, but says in the price of Gerusha, in the Elegrusha, the chalutza minayin tabloimer, ve'isha. The Pasik, seemingly the price is learning out from a Pasik that a chalutza is ushered to a coin. So how are you suggesting? It's only a din Darabonin. Seemingly we're learning it from the Pasik. Explains the Gemara, midirabonanu, cross machtabal mahu. The Pasik is an asmachta, it's an illusion, but it doesn't make it a full-fledged din Now we continue. More and more dinim we're learning with Yibam as we pick up different dinim throughout the Mishnahis. And now we have another din. Says the Mishnah, Mitzvah begodol yabim. There's the Mitzvah, we have a bunch of brothers, and one of them is Nifter, leaves over his wife. So all the brothers could potentially do Yibam or Chalitza. Which brother should do it, says the Mishnah, the Godel. The oldest surviving brother is the one that should do Yibam. However, Vim Zacha, the younger brother went and did Yibam, he wins, he got the Mitzvah of Yibam. And it works. So now we're going to learn the hierarchy in Yibam. Who goes first? Who goes second? Who should go first? The Gadol. If another brother who's not the Gadol goes first, it works. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabban. Where do we know all this from? It says in the Torah, and it should be the Bachar. Mikan from here. This is where we learn out that the Gadol, the oldest brother, has the mitzvah to do Yibam. And the Bosa continues, Asher Teilid. We actually could take a moment and we could we could zoom in on the Pasik for a moment. The Pasik says, should be the Bachar Asher Teilid. If she could give birth, Yaakov should get up. So Darshan's the Gemara. So first of all, Vaya Bachar teaches me that who gets to give him first? The oldest brother. Asher Teilid. The Pasik continues. Prat, what does that come to teach me? Lilinus. That comes to exclude that if she is an islandess, if she cannot have children, then there is no Yibam. As we've learned already back from the first Mishnah, there's Shein Yeladess. And the whole point of Yibam, of course, is to be Yakum the shame in order to keep the name of the deceased alive. And if she can't have children, you're not going to do that. Yakum al Shein Achiv. And the Pazza continued and said, should succeed the name of the brother, Lenachala. This refers to the fact that they get the Nachala, that the one who does Yibom, listen to this, gets the entire estate 
of the dead brother. A chiddish? That you're going and you're doing a mitzvah satayra? You're marrying your brother's wife? Why are you marrying your brother's wife? So that you get the name of your brother should continue when you have a child? But not only you get to inherit the entire estate of the brother and the other brothers get nothing. Ask the Gemara one second. You're telling me that the Apostle is teaching me that you get inheritance. You get the entire estate of the brother. Are you not know, shape? Maybe the Pasuk is literal. It means for the name. It's teaching me that when you have that eventual child, the whole impetus and purpose of Hebam, you should name it after the deceased brother. If the brother's name was Yosef, you name the kid Yosef. You name the kid Yosef, name him Yosef. So says the Gemara, well, how do you know it's teaching me a din of Yibam? Explains the Gemara, Nemar Khan, Yokum al Shem Echov. Nemar Allah, what it says with regards to Nachlov inheritance, al Shem Achayim Yikar Ben Achalasam, Mashem Amr Lenachlon Lenachlon. Over there, what's referred to is referring to an heritage. Ashem Amr Khan Lenachlon. Says the Gemara, no, a Gazir Shava of Shem Shem, that we know that the Apostlech, when it says, it says, um, when it says, Al Shem Achiv Ames, teaches me a din about Nachla. It does not teach me anything if they name the kid after the dead brother. It teaches me that you get the inheritance of the entire dead brother's estate. But then the Pasuk continues, La it says, you should not erase his name, they come to exclude that if he was Isris, if he was one who cannot have a child, then his name is blotted out, and therefore there is no din of Yibam. So that is how we learn, number one, the eldest brother does Yibam, number two, the one who does Yibam inherits the entire estate, and number three, there's no Yibam if either she is an islandist or if he is not able to have children. Amar Rava comes like Rava and says, Even though in the entire Taira, a Pasuk never goes out of its literal meeting. Says Rabbi, normally we read a Pasik literally. Normally, how would we read this Pasik? I share Yokum al Shem Achov to teach me if to give it the name of their brother. Says Rabbi, here the Xerashav is coming along and removing it from the meeting and telling me that it's talking about the inheritance. Asks the Gemara of Yilav Xer Shava Hava Amina Shame Shame Mamish Rava, you're seemingly teaching me that it's the Xer Shava that does this. But if not for the Xer Shava, we would think that the word shame is literal. The word shame is literal. That you name it after the child, after the brother. Asks the Gemara if that were to be true. Laman Kamazirachmana. Who would the Pasuk be talking to? Liyavam. The Pasuk be talking to the Yavam. Yakam al-Shem mi If it's talking to the brother that's right now doing Yibam. And it's saying, beware. After you have a child with this woman, this Yavama, name it after the dead brother. What should the Pasuk have said? Not Yakam al-Shem Echav. It should have said, Achicha, your brother. And if it's talking to the Bezdin and it's telling the Bezdin, you have a responsibility to ensure that the brother, when the child is born, it's named after him. Yakam al-Shem So why does the Pasuk say, Yakam al-Shem Echav? His brother. It doesn't work. 
Says the Gemara, what do you mean? This is what the Torah means. The Torah says to Bezdin, tell the Yavam to make sure to name it after the brother. And the Gemara likes that answer. So the Gemara explains that according to Rava, and the Shava comes and says, no, that's not what it means, but rather it has to refer to a din of Nachla. So now, once we took care of the first part of the Pasik, explains the Gemara, Hasha Damrit Krabi Gadol. Now let's go back. And the first part of this whole drasha, the first part of we'll say actually the focal part of our Mishnah was mitzvah begadol yabim. Bahar teaching me the din of the Bakar of the Gadol to do Yibo. Asks the Gemara, Hasha Damrit Krabi Gadol Ksim. Now that you told me Bahar is referring to the oldest brother, Ima. Maybe I should say that only the Bechar could do Yibam Pashat Loyaliyabim. If you have a Basik, teaching me that the Bechar does Yibam, maybe only the Bechar could do Yibam, not Mitzvah that it's better, he should be the one to do it. But if the younger brother does it, it's okay. No! Maybe only a Bechar, a special din that the Bechar could do Yibam and no one else. In Cain, can't be because we know this is a when Levi is born after Ruvain dies either Levi is born after Shimon does Yibam or Levi is born before Shimon does Yibam and after Ruvain dies but we see that there's clearly a concept of a brother who's not the Bukhar Levi is clearly not the Bukhar and yet the Torah had to exclude it so obviously there is a potential Yibam there so Barich Rav Acha asks Rav Acha one second that's not a good Raya Ve'imolimuti Barcha Di'imei Maybe what the Pasuk means of each Zachav Shleibah comes to include a Bechar from the mother. Meaning, it's true it's not the Bechar from the father. It's true Levi's not the oldest brother, but maybe it's his mother's Bechar. So maybe there's some element of Bechar there. So maybe we fall back to the original question. The Yibam is only by a Bechar. Says, You can't say that. Because we know this is the third, the fourth time that we've seen such a concept. Yibam has all to do with Nachla, with inheritance. With Nachla, min av, min so there would be no Havla Amina. That Bechar would be by the mother. Because we're talking about Nachla. Always Yibam is equated to Nachla. As we saw a few moment, let's go from shame, shame, the Xerah Shava, and therefore it has to be the Av and now with the Aim. Ask the Gemara, okay, maybe, maybe what the Pasuk means, that when there's a Bachar, then he does then there is a potential mitzvah yibam, and either he, the Bukhar, could do it, or the younger brother could do it. But maybe in a situation where there is no Bukhar, in a situation where either the first baby born is not alive, or the first child born is a girl, but maybe in a situation where there's no din of a Bukhar, there's no din of yibam at all, Amar cross says the Tayra Omis Echameyem that the Pasuk refers to when one of them dies. Milo Askina the Mace Bachar, Ramachman Aliyabim Katan. We see that even in a case when the Bachar is no longer. 
there still is a din of Yibam. So we see that Bechar is not necessarily only when the Bechar is alive. But maybe the Pasuk is referring to when the younger brother dies. How do you know? It refers to the Bechar dying. And the Torah is teaching me specifically this din that the Bechar should do Yibam. Answers the Gemara. He lines in the white lines. No, we know that this is the so clearly there's the other brother. Says the Gemara, fine. But maybe only in a case where there's no Bechar, that's when the younger brother could do evil. But maybe in a case where the Bechar is around, the younger brother cannot do evil. It does not work. Says the Gemara, Amar, the Pasuk says the brothers dwelling together. We equate the yeshivas achim exists of the brothers one to another, that they all could potentially do yibam. It's a mitzvah begadol, but they all could do yibam. Maybe, now we can't finally get to something which has been niggling in the background the whole time. There's always a din of Bechar, and from our Mishnah, we're learning that there's a din of the oldest brother, we'll call it the Gadol. So says the Gemara, one second, Ve'ima perhaps, Ki'ika Bechar Lehadra Gadol. Maybe when the Bechar is alive, that's when the Hadra Gadol, we go to the oldest one, to the Bechar. But Ki'leka Bechar, maybe when there's no Bechar, then there's, true, there'll still be Yibam, and true, the younger brother could do Yibam, but maybe at this point, Point when the Bukhar is no longer in Khaizer and there's no longer a concept of going to the oldest brother that's surviving. But we know that's not true. Allah learn. The mitzvah by the oldest one, Lo Yiratsav, he doesn't want Holchin Eitzel. So we see clearly from this Braisa that even when the Bechar is no longer, there still is a, 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 a Milo, we'll call it, to have the Gadol, the oldest brother, being the one to do Yibam. Explains the Gemara. Just like the Bechar, he has a Milo, so to the Gadol, the fact that he's the oldest gives him that Milo. Says the Gemara two lines Now we go to the second thing that we learned after the Mishnah. The second thing was that the brother that does Yibam inherits the estate of the deceased brother. But ask the Gemara, maybe din number two is intrinsically tied to the Bechar, the first part of the Basik. Maybe when there is a Bechar, that's when the second din applies that there will be a Nachla inherited by the one that does Yibam. But maybe when there's no Bechar, there is no Nachla inherited. Answers the Gemara, Marikam, the Pasuk doesn't say only if the Bechar says whoever is, Yaakam Hashem Echav. And this brother, even if it's a younger brother, Lemaisa established the name of his brother, and therefore he'll get the inheritance. And therefore, says the Gemara, Vela, now we go full circle all the way back to the beginning. Vela Bechar, Dekairachmana. So now, after exhausting all avenues, says the Gemara, so now the fact, why did the Pasuk label him a Bechar? Vahayab 
Bechar, what's his Maila? Lamai Ilchasa. What is that Allah that says, Vahaya Bechar, as we turn over to Chavdala Mirbeis? Says the Gemara, you know what it teaches me? Ligriusa. It teaches me that it, it, it takes away, meaning, just as a Bechar, when he takes the Pishnayim, when he takes the double portion, in a regular case of Nachla, is, he does not take the Bachar, he does not take the double from the Roi, the prospective properties that will come to the Father. Only taking Pishnayim from what? The Mechuzak, that which the Father has. So too, the Yavam has a din like a quote-unquote Bechar, in that when he takes the Bishnah, when he takes the extra portion, what does he do? He only takes it in the Mechuz, like that which the Father is around, but not in the Ra'i. We'll take this Rashi, it's getting late, but let's just learn one Rashi. Bechar in the He does not take the Chelek of the Bechar, the double portion, in the possession that's going to come after the death of the Father. Now which the Father had currently, beyond the day of his death. So to the Yavim, when he takes the double portion, Portion in the father's estate, his, where does he get Pishnaim? Him and the fact that he inherited the brother, but he only gets in brother's inheritance. Shemiz, he only gets what the brother actually has practically right now, and now that which is Roy to him. So says the Gemara, uh, and that's the din of Bahar, the din that the Bahar, the Milo will call it as a Bahar, is a Griusa. It's just like in a regular case of Nachla, what do you get Pishnayim from only that which is Mechuzak the father has? So to hear this Yavlam that takes the place of the brother, only get that which the brother has right now, and not that which is Roi to him. Says the Mishnah, Hanitan al Hashivcha. If someone is suspected, if there are rumors, as Rashi says, what is Nitan? Someone is Chashud, Kalimish, a title of the very last. They said that this person was Mizane, with whom? Allah, Shivcha, Shivcha. Finished Akhra. And then what happened? That slave woman was freed, and now she's a regular Jewish girl. Or if someone was suspected to have rumors with a guy, Vinish Gaira. And look at that. The guy became a Jew. The one that the rumors were said about him is not. Not allowed to marry that person. Vim kanas in moitzimiyadu. But if they get married, we don't make them get divorced. Hanitan aleishasish. If someone is suspected of rumors, if there are rumors about someone with a married woman, voitziu mitachas yadai. And then what happens? Vezdin paskins that this woman was involved in an illicit relationship. That this woman must get divorced from her current husband. Afal bishet kanas yaitzi. Then this woman is usher to the man in which there were rumors about usher labal and usher libo. So best in Paskin, she has to get divorced. Even if she already married that man, she has to go and get divorced. Says the Gemara. What do we see from the first part of the Mishnah when it says a shivchash and ishtach? Says the Gemara. But we see that she is a giyaris, even though why did she become a giyaris? It seems pretty fishy. It sounds like she became a giyaris to be with this man, the man that there were rumors about. So says the Mishnah. After she becomes a giyaris, he is not going to marry her. If he does, we don't make them get divorced. But what does it sound like? It sounds like that someone is megayer for. 
more alternative, not a good purpose is, is still allowed, is still remaining a yid. Someone is married to get married to a woman. Or a woman is married to get married to a man. Or if someone is Megayer to be part of the king's uh, table for Shamamelech, excuse me, to be part of the king's table, Stam, Lusham Abde Amelech, Einon, Geyum Devram Nechemio. Why not? Shayram Nechemio, Emir Echad Geyeri, Rahiz Echad Geyeri Chalaymais. If one is a Geyer because of fear of the lions, one is a Geyer because of a dreamer. A dreamer tells me, as we Megayer, Bechad Geyeri Mordechai, the Esther, Einon Geyerim, and she's Geyer Bismanazeh. They're not Geyerim until they are Megayer in the present time. Says the Gemara Bismanazeh, no, El Imakibismanazeh. It means with no ulterior motives. So I ask the Gemara, I don't understand. In our Mishnah, it sounds like if someone is Megayer for non good purposes, the Geiris works. Geiris works, but here we see from the Chami, it's not true. Explains the Gemara, Itmar Allah, we learned that Abraham, Kulam Geirim. We don't bask like Ram Nechemia. We bask in that in practicality, they're all Geirim. Ask the Gemara. Kulam Geirim Eim. Iyachi ask the Gemara, Lechatchila Nami. If that is true, then why not Lechatchila? Is he not allowed to marry her? If she's a Geiris, if we bask in that someone becomes a Geiris for alternative, re- ulterior motives, it works. So why is this man in which there are rumors about not to marry her? Explains the Gemara Misham de Ravasi, and now we get to the crux of the din and what the din the Mishnah was teaching us. Says Ravasi, you should move yourself, literally the curving of the mouth and the bending of the lips. You have to distance yourself from people who are talking bad about you. So therefore, if there's a rumor, you're not allowed to act upon that woman because simply because of the rumor. Says of so we're not going to accept Gerim the Moshe Mashiach, because everyone's going to know that they're coming Gerim just to be part of Klai Yisrael. We're in the Pasek. Says the Pasek. One who wishes to convert, let him convert me, FS me, I see. Let him convert without me, me, gar, So we see that it can only become a gayrus, not to be part of Klai, so just to be part of the Muslim Sheikh, etc. But they have to have good purposes. And that's the end of part one of our Mishnah, the din in the gayrus. So what was part two in the Mishnah? Part two in the Mishnah was Hanitan al Ishes Ish. If someone is suspected of being with a certain man, there are rumors, and then Bezdin Haskins, they have to get divorced. That man is not going to marry this woman. As we said, Echad Labal, Echad Labayel, the site is us or two. Hanitan al-Eshazish says the Gemara Amar Rav, Ube'edim, and the din, the Mishnah is, when there are Edim that testify that this woman was Mezana, Bezdin says she has to get divorced from her husband, and she's also forbidden to that man. Amar Rav Sheishas, Amina Kinayim, says Rav Sheishas, I say, Amina Kinayim, the Shachiv Rav, Amar Laishmaitah. Rav said this thing when he was sleeping. A derogatory statement. Says Rosh Hashanah, Rav is saying the dinner of the Mishnah is only with Adam? No way, it can't be. Titania, we learned in Abraisa, and it's in Alishas Ish. It says in Abraisa, of some suspect of rumors with an Ishas Ish. And they have to get divorced. Vinistar Shom. 
And then she went and married and was divorced. In Kanas, if the suspected adulterer, if the man that the rumors were about married them, they do not have to get divorced, not like our Mishnah. So, what is the case of this price? Says the Gemara, if the case where there are Edim, then Kiyosi Edim, excuse me, Says the Gemara, so what's the difference if they marry someone else in the middle? If there were Aiden that they were Mizane, we said in the case over here, slightly different than the Mishnah, that in this case she went and she married someone in the middle. But says the Gemara, but if there were Aiden that she originally was Mizane, who cares that she married someone else in the middle? Must be there are no Aiden. So what's the obvious implication of the price of a time? That the only reason she's let him marry the other guy is why? Because why she let him marry the suspected adulterer? Because she married someone in the middle. But if not for that, she would not be allowed to marry the person that there were rumors about, even without Adim. And you, Rav, are saying that the din of the Mishnah is only when there are Adim. Again, let's understand Rav said in the Mishnah that she's not let it go and marry the suspected adulterer is when there are Adim. But we see this Brisa that if the exact same case happened and then the woman got divorced and she married someone else and then she got divorced and she she went back to the adulterer said the price they have to get divorced. Explains the Gemara it has to be a case without Adam because if there are Adam, what would make a difference if she married someone else? It's still forbidden. So we see that when there are Adam it says the Gemara that if there were no Adam, Allah have Really, the Braisa is not Meduyak. Really, even if someone else did not come, still she now let it go back. Why did the Braisa say a case where she married someone in the middle? That's what it's teaching me. It's teaching me a Chiddush that even though, even though she married someone else, so you would think now the rumor subsided. So maybe she's allowed to now, Lechatchila, go back and marry, says the Gemara, no, Lechatchila, no, Yikno, she's still not allowed to marry the the suspected adulterer, but even if she did, she would still have to get divorced. We'll pick up from here in the next year, Bisiyata Dishmayo.